Hello, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. This is Mark Joseph Bennett. I I don't know how this one's going to go because, guys, I had a rum and coke. I've already, it's Sunday. The Oscars are coming on. I had a rum and coke three hours ago. Who knows? Who knows? Because uh, I'm a lightweight. I'm a disgrace to Newfoundland. Like, it depends where you're listening around the world. You may not know where I'm talking about, but I'm, I'm from a place where heavy drinking is worn like a badge of honor. And it's, re- it's kind of weird. Like, I've, I'll go places and I'll cut myself off after, you know, three drinks because I'm a, I'm a responsible human being. I have a child. Guys, it's not that, actually. It's just I get headaches, right? I don't enjoy the headache. Love. Love the drunk. Hate the headache. So I just avoid it. I do the best I can. But people are like, aren't you from Newfoundland? Shouldn't you be having like 40 drinks? I'm like, what do you fucking, what do you think? We're just people. We got the same metabolisms that you have here in Ontario, for Christ's sake. You know? But though, some, some people back home, they can drink, I'll tell you what. Well, why did I have a rum and coke, you ask? Well, it was Crepe Sunday. Crepe Sunday here in uh, Toronto, Ontario, at least in our apartment. My wife decided that, uh, she was going to have some crepes and she was going to invite neighbors that have babies the same age. And what are you going to, you're going to have a play date for three children and six adults and not have a rum and Coke. Come on. How are you going to get through that shit guys? So we had, but I, I, we didn't have uh, the good rum. We had uh, screech, which is also coincidentally from Newfoundland and it is not a good rum. Like it's just, it, you have to mix it with something. We mixed it with Coke. The Coke was flat. It was a disaster. All right? I just, I'm ashamed. You know, like I said, people expect Newfies to know how to drink. So you're serving people gross mixed Coke and Screech and just, ugh. It, they don't know what to think. They're like, I, I thought I walked into a Newfoundlander's apartment. Not a good one. I've never been a good Newfoundlander, I gotta say. It's one of the reasons I moved away, I, and I was just counting the days till I could move away. I liked my family, and I liked my friends, but I knew I didn't belong there. You know, I just, I, I didn't like fish. I didn't like eating fish, having anything to do with fish. I don't like the outdoors, you know? Newfoundland is great if you like picturesque, scenic things, uh, and I do like those things, but just from the inside. I will look at them through a window, but I don't want to go out and experience them. I don't like camping. I don't really like cabins in the woods unless the cabin is basically a resort. You know, I'm guys, I'm pretty precious. All right. I am. A, I'm a fancy boy. All right. I like I like my luxuries. I, I need running water. I need hot water. Don't be sending me out camping. Jesus. That when you wake up in a tent, like, unless you're a fucking sociopath, you cannot be enjoying yourself. Seriously. Who enjoys, you wake up, it's damp. It doesn't matter where you are in the world, and it doesn't matter about the temperature outside, it's just damp. Why? Because you breathe out your fucking, you know, your shitty carbon dioxide breath all night long. And it's hitting... The inside of this fucking just plastic triangle 
And then the walls just start dripping down with your, your hot breath and the cold outside. And it's just, so you wake up in a damp tent. You're, you're, on, a gr- you're on the ground. You know? and, and you just, you haven't, you haven't showered and you're not gonna shower. That's the worst part. You wake up, you're like, oh, I feel like garbage because I slept in a fucking Ziploc bag on the ground. Of course I feel like garbage. I can't wait to, to what? To walk out of the tent and sit on the ground? There's nowhere to go. And I can't wait to go take a shit in the lake. You know, you can't wash your face. You know, you're using like handy wipes and shit. Why do people like camping? I I never understand it. I never get it. You know, it's like, ah, I feel like I like being a, a man of the woods. Well, people, when they used to live in the woods back in the day... Like, they, they had devised systems. You know, they had buckets of water and, and like, a pump and a, a fucking well and shit. Like, they were still clean, you know, clean-ish anyway. They still had a way to go about their day. When In the olden times, they didn't just sit in a tent. Anyway, I don't know how the fuck I got on this camping when I was talking about Crepe Sunday. So my wife had people over for the crepe Sunday, and it was great. You know, it took a little bit of the sting out of not getting our house. I tell you, you guys, you guys know that me and the wife, we've been looking for a little more room, right? We're, we have an apartment here, big city apartment, because we're big city people who hate fucking camping. And we, um, but the fact is, even though the baby... He's not small, and Sarah keeps saying he's not a baby. He's a toddler. So even though the toddler doesn't take up a lot of room, okay? I think I said he's not small, but he is small. Of course he's small. He's, he's, a, he's a little toddler. He's like a, like a foot tall. Wait, how tall is he? What's a foot, 12 inches? Oh, he's, he's two feet tall. He's like two feet tall. And um, we need a little room. It's just you're feeling a little cramped. And we're thinking, don't get excited, all right? But we're thinking about a second kid. Thinking about it. But that seemed to rest to me on whether or not we could get a bigger place. And uh, I don't know if you've heard me say 6,000 times on this podcast, but real estate in Toronto is so goddamned ridiculous that um, I, I don't know what, like, I see nothing but a crash happening. It's sheer lunacy. Because what's happened is not only do houses cost like more than 10 times the earnings of a family, for real, that's a real stat, but also because of that, no one can afford to buy anything except super rich fucking assholes. And um, so everyone has to rent. And because everyone has to rent... People are competing to rent. So the prices of rent are just going through the roof. So now, like, to get our own place, like, we pay, like, 1800 bucks a month. And uh, one of the neighbors in the Crepe Sunday, he said to get a new unit in our apartment, so they renovate their units as soon as people like us move out, you know, people from the old days, 
They move out, they renovate the unit, they put in a new shower and give you a dishwasher and spruce it up a little bit. They're charging $2,600. So it goes from $18 to $2,600. Like that, that is a huge leap in rent. You know? Like we've been here a few years, like eight years now, I think. Maybe nine. But like that, but the rent didn't start moving until like four years ago. So in like four years, the rent has moved from 1800 to 2600 Like I'm not good at math, but that's a 100% increase as far as I know. So when you're looking for places, the idea of getting a bigger place than we have, people want, you wouldn't believe what, the, like $5,000 a month to get a three-bedroom. $5,000 a month. To rent a place. Not a good place. Just a place. And uh, so my buddy, uh, very funny comedian, he uh, he's moving to Los Angeles because that's where the good funny comedians go who aren't stuck in their ways like old Marky Bennett. Marky Bennett trying to make a go of it in Toronto. Not succeeding, but trying. But uh, this fella, has, uh, he said he say enough is enough. His brother works and lives in Los Angeles, is doing great. This guy is doing as well as you can in Canadian comedy. But he's like, enough's enough. I want a fucking life, man. Like, I want to get, he wants to get paid somewhere around the amount of money he deserves. So he's going to go somewhere where they do that. And that is Los Angeles. But because of that, he left his home in the beaches. And, uh, this thing, man, it was, he was paying $2,000 a month for a three-bedroom house, the full fucking house. Like, to, to put it in perspective, other houses on that street for rent are $4,800 a month. So it's less than half of what it should be. So, of course, we said, tell your landlord we want it. And he did. And he said he tried really hard. But the landlord has friends, good friends of theirs, who said they want to move in. And I was like, of course they do. They're not fucking idiots. If this couple, they were this old couple, if they were going to rent this place for less than half of what it was worth, they had fucking suitors lined up around the block so we missed out on it. We missed out on it. And you know, that's sort of shitty. But then Sarah said, let's make lemons in the lemonade. Because apparently she's Pee Wee Herman. I don't know why I made that voice. But um, she said, let's celebrate the things we have here. Because it's not all roses, guys. The grass is always greener. You guys know that. You know, you think, oh, I'm going to go get this nice big house in a great area next to a beach and a fun kids park. Oh, woe is me. We didn't get it. But the grass is always greener. You know, we have a lot of good things around here. We're in one of the best areas in Toronto. We're right on Young Street. You know, we, we're a 30-second walk from the subway. You know, we got a nice building, you know, overall. Christ, the rents are $2,600 a month, apparently. I just had to pause it right there because somebody was walking past my car. Because, guys, of course, I'm recording it in the Prius recording studio. Walking past the car. And uh, they looked in the window. So... I felt bad, took the mic down, and then I was thinking, oh, at this new place, I would have had a driveway, you know? 
So I would have... Grass is greener, right? Could have just done it there in the driveway. Then, But then, you know what? Maybe, you know what? Maybe that would have been worse. My neighbors, you know, because I would have been doing the podcast immediately. I would have moved in, done a podcast, and my neighbors would be like looking out their window going, he's sitting in his car talking into a microphone. We don't, we don't like this guy. Let's call the fucking police. Grass is always greener. Like we have, we have a good thing going here. Our dentist is next door. The doctor for the baby is within walking distance. We have like three parks around here. There's a swimming pool in this fucking building that we never use, but it's here. We have a grocery store directly across the street. Let me tell you something. I would miss that because I am not good at shopping. I forget every fucking thing. If I have a recipe, if it's spaghetti and tomato sauce, I will come home with one of those items missing. I just, I have to go back to the grocery store every single time. And to have it across the street, it's been great. You know? And we have friends. We have friends in the building. People who have babies the same age as Sam. So you know what? Let's just, let's be happy, guys, with what we have. Stop! Thinking about the things you don't have, think about the things you do have. Oh, but man, a washer and dryer. Oh, fuck, a washer. In the house? Oh, that would have been something. You know? A dishwasher? Oh, that would have been wonderful. I have never owned those two things. I Not in my whole life. Like when I was a kid growing up, my parents, they had those things. Because they had a regular house in Newfoundland, you know, where they could fucking drink. Oh, my parents could put away the rum and coke, so let me tell you. No, they actually, maybe that's where I get it. My mom didn't drink at all. And my dad, after uh, one alcoholic beverage, he would turn blood red in the face. And I hear that that's a problem for the Chinese. My, uh, my brother-in-law is half Chinese. He turns blood red when he drinks. And, uh, and he says a lot of Chinese people, it's the same thing. So perhaps... Somewhere along the line, you know, there's some Chinese blood in me. I don't turn red when I drink, though. I just get fucking belligerent. You stay out of my way when I'm drinking. No, I'm an okay drunk. I'm a, I'm a happy drunk. Spaced out. I'm a spaced out happy drunk. Like, there's a point. If I have two, three drinks, I loosen up. You know, I get uh, a little, I don't get funnier, but I I become more relaxed, so I make more attempts at humor. I become more, more boisterous. But then I cross threshold, and then I just start yelling. I just, I just start screaming at the top of my lungs. Much like ranting on this podcast, except making even less sense. If you can believe that shit. We had a lovely crepe Sunday. Apparently, it's pronounced crepe. Uh, that's what one of Sarah, one of the uh, the fellows at the crepe Sunday was saying. He was mocking me because he knows my wife likes to pronounce things properly in French. Crepe, crepe Sunday, and uh, it was really good. One of the guys who came over is a chef, so he made a uh, what do you call it? a whipped cream? Oh Jesus! I put so much whipped cream on my crepe. It was, I put on Nutella, 
strawberries, and whipped cream. And I loaded that bad boy up. And uh, then I did it again. And then I got sick. Because that's what happens when you consume six bags of sugar on some fucking pancake. You will get very sick. Then, of course, my wife offers the rum and cokes. She never does it. She never does it when we're alone. You know? Where's the free booze then, Sarah? Where's the booze on a, on a tray like I'm in Vegas? No, it's only when people are around. She doesn't approve of me drinking alone on just a regular weeknight. Because she's a prude. Fucking Puritan. But uh, I didn't really even want it. Because it was about 3.30 in the afternoon. And uh, I had just come home from the gym. Yes, guys. Went to the fucking gym again. Oh, my God. This is like five times in three weeks. I'm killing it. And uh, so I just got back from the gym. I had eaten a uh, candy store's worth of sugar on my crepe. And my wife's like, hey, you want a fucking rum and coke? She didn't say fucking. She never swears. But I'm like, yeah, man. Give me that shit. And like I told you earlier, it was uh, Screech, which is just doesn't mix well with the Coke. Back home, everyone has rum and Pepsi. I don't know. Maybe that makes a difference. Maybe the taste of Pepsi and Screech is better. Also, the Coke was flat. Did I mention that? The Coke was flat. So it was just one of the guys, he, he didn't even, he just didn't even try it. He just he took a sip. Put it down. It's like, yeah. And then he walked away from it with disdain. And I don't blame him. Uh, the other guy, the chef, he he drank it. He drank the whole thing out of sheer politeness. I, I know. It was pure politeness because it was rancid. It's fucking disgusting. This is why I should have used it as an excuse to go to the liquor store, stock up on the beers, you know? Because you can buy a lot of beers when you have company coming. Well, honey, I had to buy 60 cases of beer. I mean, there's there's going to be two other men. Who knows how many beers they're going to want while they're caring for their toddlers. And then I keep all the extra beers, you see? It's a genius plan. And nobody considers you an alcoholic because you're just doing it to be a good host. But you got to do shit like that, man. You got to meet your neighbors. You got to you got to socialize. You really apparently it uh increases your lifespan. You you live longer. There's apparently a correlation between your social activity and the length of time that you live. So, get out there. Meet some people, stay alive. But I was thinking, you know, correlations. I don't know. Sometimes, maybe maybe people who are sickly people who are going to die early, they kind of shelter themselves. They stay indoors. Like, I don't, I don't want to meet everyone out there. I'm fragile. You know, I don't, can't expose myself to the elements. And those people are going to die early anyway. So they're skewing the studies, right? But all these people who are healthy and full of energy, they're running around socializing because they're all like, woo, life's a party. 
And then those people live longer just because they were genetically predisposed to live longer. And as scientists are misinterpreting the correlation. That's all I'm saying. I'm not, look, guys, don't give me a Nobel Prize. But it's just, I did psych, I did psychology in university, guys. I did, I have a psychology degree. And that's the fucking thing about psych that used to piss me off more than anything. They'd, they'd have these correlations or even causations. And I was like, yeah, but if you looked at it the other way, maybe it, it's not that. Maybe it, it's not what you're thinking, you know? And we took a picture. We took a picture of all the participants in Crepe Sunday. And um, the kids, of course, weren't cooperating. Set up my camera on a tripod. Did a little timer thing, you know. And uh, so we all got in there. And since I did it on a timer, of course, I can't see myself in, in the picture. And then we take it, and it goes pretty well. Everybody looks pretty good. And my fucking gut, my soon-to-be 40-year-old gut is just hanging out like some kind of goddamn commercial for laziness. Just, oh, my God. I, I just got back from the gym. You know, and I'm feeling pretty good about myself going, that's it, guys. We're going out there. We're And then you see that and you're like, what? What's happened? Wasn't I a young man once? You know, and I'm at the gym and I'm talking to the great Canadian athlete, Steve, who some of you may know from older podcasts. He's still kicking around. Steve looks better than ever. His head's all fucked up. Like, can't, he can't form a sentence. <laughs> you know, poor old Steve. No, he's got a severe concussion. Uh, he was in a bad car accident. That's not funny, guys. Um, but because of the car accident, his brain is all scrambled, and he's still having headaches and shit. But he goes to the gym every day and uh, shows. He looks like a fucking uh, NHL hockey player. He looks like he could run for, for 10 years. And it's just too bad about the head. Anyway, I was leaving, and, uh, you know, Steve was just talking to me about something. Who knows what it was with that messed up noggin of his. It could have been anything. And uh, I say, hey, man, I got to go. I got to pick up margarine and crepes. And then he said, wow, you are married, aren't you? And I was like, yeah. And it's weird. Like, I kind of, there was this thing because he was showing me prior to that on his phone, uh, I don't know, one of the apps, one of the apps the kids are using these days. And there were ladies on the app. And I think Steve is, you know, he either went out with them or he's asking them out or he's thinking about asking them out. I don't know. Maybe he was just showing me a porn site. I don't, I can't, I wasn't really paying attention because my watch, because I got an Apple watch, because I'm one of those guys. Uh, it was like beeping with my wife asking me to get shit at the grocery store. So I'm half paying attention to Steve's sexy, sexy life and um, feeling the pangs of jealousy, right? And it, it it's not so much that like, I want, you know, to be a single guy out banging the ladies. I just, it's just the pang of, I was young once, Right? And then, and then, for him to say, "Hey," and then you're going, "You, you really are married." Going pick up margarine, and like, here we are. We're talking about ladies, but you're leaving to go get crepes for Crepe Sunday. And it's weird because it's your instinct 
to be like jealous of that life, of his life being a single guy, younger than me, out there in the world, you know? But it's just an instinct. Like when you actually think about it, like I was there. I was that guy. I was 32 and single and running around trying to do, it fucking sucks. You know, it doesn't suck, but it's not better than, than this. This is better. It's sure. I mean, it's not the same, but I got a stupid fucking little toddler running around being hilarious. Like today we were, I was trying to get him into bed and uh, he resists bed. So he says whatever he can say to avoid going to bed. And he hit on a good one today, buddy. He um, he wanted to read the bear book, but we were like, no, no, it's dodo time. Time for dodo. That's French for go to sleep as far as I know. And uh, he would say, bear book, please, please, bear book. And he's like, what are you going to do? What are you going to fucking do with that? No, go to bed. Like he's saying, please. And like for the first time, please. Bear book, please. So, of course, we had to read the bear book for another, like, half an hour. Because it melts your heart. Little friggin' fella. He's so funny and so cute and um, so impressionable. My wife said, he's so impressionable. He's going to get into drugs. <laughs> That's what she said today. And and the thing is, I, I don't blame her for, for thinking that. It's just, so we, today, Kira... The little one, one of the little ones who was visiting, the chef's daughter, uh, she is, she's just fucking full energy. She's the opposite of me. She just, she runs into a place, she's full of confidence, and she starts yelling and screaming and just having a great time. And then it's infectious. Everyone has to have a great time now. So she started running down our hallway, screaming, blah, and then Sam was watching this, and I'm figuring he's going to be like, ah, no thank you, because he's not a loud child. Likes to sit down, quietly read books. But uh, he was into it. He was like, I'm going to do it. So he arms over his head, running down the hallway, screaming. And he did that for fucking one hour. I don't know where he got the energy. And then he would want me to chase him. And I was trying to explain to him. I was showing him the picture of all of us and pointing to my gut. And like, your dad can't do this. Look at his flabby flabby love handle okay it's splooching out under his shirt like some kind of disgusting old man oh guys the amount i have paused this podcast to watch people walk by it is it's too many times to count but anyway the kid it's not just then where we noticed he was impressionable since last week we went to see other friends of ours because we're very social people we're not, actually, and we're, we're making a better effort. Because you live longer. Did I mention that? So um, last week, we're hanging out with friends of ours, and they have a boy who's a real boy. Like this fucking kid, uh, you could tell he just wants to wrestle you. He's like, let's go. Let's throw down. Like, I'm sure if he had a singlet, he'd throw it on. He'd be like, let's do this. And um, he got pissed at one point. And he picked up his toys and he started whipping them across the room, like fucking firing them. And his parents are like, hey, 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 we don't do that. We don't throw things. And he was like, maybe you don't fucking throw things, but I do. 
Let's stop all this weeb bullshit. And he just kept hurling shit, you know? So Sam sees that. And we figure he's going to back away. But he just picks up toys himself and just starts whipping them. And we're like, no! No, don't do that! But these kids, man, monkey see, monkey do. The littlest thing. That's why you can't be swearing around them. Apparently, uh, uh, the couple that was here at the old uh, Crepe Sunday, they were saying that um, the dad, the chef, he, he doesn't swear at all. But he says shit. He, can't, he just can't stop saying shit. It's just it's it's in his bones. So he says shit and his daughter's like saying like she 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 something like that. But she's also the daughter is half Chinese, so in Cantonese that means thank you. I think I think I'm getting that right. So it works out for them. Mine, I say Jesus fucking Christ all the time. There's no way to say Hey, that means, you know, have a nice day in Cantonese. You know? The kid's just going to be walking around, whipping his toys, going, Jesus fucking Christ! Could I have a rum and coke? That's it. Pretty low-key weekend this weekend. Going to watch the Oscars? Maybe. You know, I always say I'm going to watch award shows, and then I tune in, and ten minutes later, I'm fucking bored off my ass. So I just turn that shit off. I mean... Movies. I think I'll watch the Oscars this year to see what movies came out. Because I am not paying attention to that at all. I've turned off pretty much everything. I I think I said this last podcast. It's the most ignorant I've ever been, I think, in my life. I I just, I can't listen to the news. There's nothing but tragedy and tragedy and tragedy. And then fucking Trump, Trump, Trump. And just, just half the time, it's lunacy that I don't give a shit about talking about how his wife, how did she get into the country on a visa? It, shit, fucking, she got a visa. So who gives a shit? How does that, it doesn't matter how Melania Trump or whatever the fuck her name is got into the country. What matters is policies and shit that's going on and, and free trade and all that, you know, stuff. Stuff I don't understand that I'm not paying attention to anymore. I was paying attention to politics for the last 10 years or so. And now I just, I tuned right out. I just can't take it. I can't take the hate. I can't take the shittiness that seems to be going on. Both sides are screaming at each other. Everybody's talking about guns now and nothing but tragedy and guns and fucking I don't want to deal with it. So I tuned out and I not only tuned out of that, tuned out of everything. Don't watch. I watch hockey. That's pretty much it. And occasionally I will watch TV shows like This Is Us, which doesn't get any better. I'm caught up now. I've seen all, every episode, and it's just fucking gut-wrenching. Do not watch that, okay? If you care about your well-being, don't watch that show. It's well done. It's well-acted and well-written, and it's directed wonderfully. And it will fucking smash your heart. It will stomp on your heart in a million pieces. And also... The two kids in it, the two white kids, they're so spoiled friggin' assholes. Yes, their dad died, and that sucks, but they were assholes before their dad died, and then they continued to be assholes after their dad died. There's no, they don't have uh, redeeming qualities. The black guy, he's nice, but the two fucking white kids, you know, when you start looking at it from, like, they're they're just bitching and complaining about every fucking thing that goes 
in their lives and but they're doing it to themselves you know and then even the show will say well it's not because their dad died because they were like that before their dad died so they're just but white privilege guys do i have to talk about white privilege again they're everything's being handed to them on a silver platter except for their dad dying which admittedly sucks anyway don't watch that show uh, but what you should watch is Crashing with Pete Holmes because he, he talks about the stand-up scene and it is overly dramatic about the stand-up. So it's, it, it's not the way, the way he portrays it. It's not that ridiculous, but it's a TV show produced by Judd Apatow. Judd Apatow knows how to do a story. You got to have a story. I tell you, that's one of my problems. One of my problems, I met with the lady who was my publicist, and we were talking about pitching shows, and she's asking me about the story. You know, I just, I don't work enough stuff out, you know? Like, for me, I'm just, well, like, just read it. Read the whole thing. It'll be good. But it's like, well, what's the backstory? What's the thing? Why do we care about this character? Shouldn't we have a love interest? Shouldn't we do these things? I'm like, yeah, probably, but I don't do that. You know, like this podcast. It's, it's called I Said Shut Up. It doesn't have a hook. It doesn't have an angle. It's just me. Me ranting and raving, expecting people to tune in and go, yeah, that's what I need to hear. And I'm like looking at the premises, the premises, the premises of other podcasts, and they sound so good. You know, they'll do, you know, movie reviews or a trivia game or, uh, Fucking, this one guy, it's like, it's called Anonymous or something. I just found out about it where I don't know how it works exactly, but he gets, he just kind of tells people, if you have a story, give me a call and we'll talk about it for 45 minutes or an hour. And I won't say your names or, or, or anything. It'll be a totally anonymous and we'll just talk about it. And so people will phone in with like these crazy ass stories. And this guy is asking them questions for an hour about some ridiculous fucking thing that's happened in their lives. And I'm like, that's, yeah, that sounds interesting. Right? Where's mine? It's just, hey, <laughs> I think people should listen to me for no particular reason. I say funny things once in a while. You should just dedicate a nice portion of your evening or your work day listening to my bullshit. But if you are doing that, I thank you. Thanks so much for listening to my bullshit. So I'm going to watch this Oscars and uh, to find out the movies. Hosted by Jimmy Kimmel. You know who it should be hosted by. I got no problem with Jimmy Kimmel. He's funny. Um, but... This fucking John Mulaney and Nick Kroll, like they, these two guys are, um, they're just taking over right now. Like John Mulaney, he burst onto the scene. See, he was a writer for Saturday Night Live. And then he came out with some comedy special that people liked, uh, New in Town or something, I think it was called. And then he immediately got the John Mulaney show. And that, it kind of came out too fast, I think. And we were like, what is this show? He's supposed to be the new Seinfeld, this guy? That's what's how they build him, you know, because he was a bit like Jerry Seinfeld like in his demeanor. He's very neat and proper and confident. And um, a lot of his material is clean. So, you know, that when he got the show, we were like, oh, he's the next Seinfeld. So people tuned in. But the show was kind of, I don't know, it just never got its legs. It's sort of like... It felt like it was a show for teenagers, but yet it was on prime time on NBC, and I think it was NBC. But it just, 
it didn't work. And he fully admits the show did not work. And it was a, a major disaster for him. But I see now that that he is as good as people were saying he was back then when he got the show. Like, if he got a show right now, I am sure that everybody would be on board. And I'm sure he would have had more creative control right now and everything. And he probably will get another show, I'm assuming. But he and Nick Kroll... They, they do that, uh, oh, hello sketch, which they also did as a Broadway show. And um, these guys are now hosting award shows. They hosted the Tonys, and they hosted the Independent Spirit Awards for two years now. And I just watched their opening monologue of the Spirit Awards just last night, and it was so fucking funny. Jesus Christ, those two guys are on fire. Especially Mulaney. Kroll is excellent, and he's excellent at sketch, and uh, he's a very funny guy. But Mulaney, where he's the stand-up, I'm drawn to him, you know, and it, he's so good that I I, I bet they're going to host everything next year. And coincidentally, my friend Deborah, Deborah Giovanni, one of the greatest comedians to ever come out of Canada, she was on Conan O'Brien, guys, or Conan as it's called, and uh, you should go check it out. Team Coco. Look up Deborah Giovanni. She did a set. She was wonderful and uh, hilarious as always. And Nick Kroll and John Mulaney were on that show because they were they were promoting the Independent Spirit Awards. And so they went on Conan and they did characters where they they the hosting award shows has changed them. They were wearing long scarves and they were very funny. Acting a bit like Johnny Depp would probably act if if he were hosting an award show. Uh, very, very funny. Um, I asked Deborah, did did she meet those guys? But she didn't, which is too bad because I think they'd be very nice and very friendly. She said Conan was lovely. Now, I know, I've known several people who have met Conan. I have not. So, you know, this isn't me bragging or name dropping saying I know people who met Conan. I'm in that industry. I, I'm jealous that they met Conan. I, I feel bad about myself that I haven't met Conan. So when I say I know people who met Conan O'Brien, that's not me trying to be a big shot. That's me admitting I'm, in fact, not a big shot, and I hate myself. I hate myself so much, but I've got a lovely little boy. So, you know, grass is greener, right? Conan, apparently, lovely. Came over, gave her a hug, said he loved her. So, you know, great. He also said, I love your aura. So, now I know, Conan, you're probably a longtime listener of the podcast. But I'm going to tell you this, bud. think you've been in L.A. a little too long. All right? Love your aura? What the fuck is that? Is that a thing people say for real? Maybe he was joking. I wasn't, in, I wasn't in the room. I don't know if I mentioned it, but I haven't met Conan or done anything cool. I've done some festivals and shit. I've, done, I've met some people. Met Louis C.K., right? Before he whacked off on everybody. Well, actually, no, I guess he'd already done the, a lot of the whacking off at that point. Yeah, I met post-whack-off Louis C.K., you know? I shook his hand. It wasn't, wasn't sticky or anything, so... I think uh, I think that's a win. I've met a bunch of people, right? Not Conan. None of the late night guys. Doing the late night sets is a big deal. I really, I don't know, I've mentioned before that I should be trying to get those things out, and I should. 
It's just when I get up to do stand-up, all I'm thinking about is that show that night. Because I'm a purist, guys. I'm here for the art, all right? No, but I am. I'm, when I go do a show, literally all I'm thinking is I want to do the best possible show this evening. And so I end up, sometimes I'll talk to the audience. Sometimes I'll swear. All the time I'll swear. I swear too much. And uh, I, I will, if, if I was trying to make a six-minute tape, I would fuck that shit up. I don't have anything I can send to these late-night talk shows. And you know what that's called, folks? That's called self-sabotage. That's what Tony Robbins would tell me. He'd be like, you're self-sabotaging. You've got to learn the power of momentum. Awaken the giant within. Tape your six minutes. Send it to Conan. Start touring the globe internationally every week of the year. Leave your family behind. Have your kid think you're a stranger. Hook up with some random waitress with nice knockers. Awaken the giant within. You hear that? That is literally some of the stuff I think. You know, I think to myself sometimes, sure, I'd like to be doing better in my career, but if that doing better means, you know, ruining the good things I have, I don't want to do it. So I'm trying to find a way to do them both, and that can't be done. Sure it can. I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to find a way to do it. I was thinking about organizing my own fucking festival last night. Me and my wife, we were kicking it around. She was like, hey, this is a really good idea. I was like, yeah, me too. And then uh, we started thinking about we need sponsors to help with the thing. She's like, yeah, this is too much work. Fuck it. I was like, yeah, fuck it. Just that's how I roll. I get excited for two seconds. I realize real work's involved. And then I stops me from doing it. Oh, and guys, I got a new website. You know, well, it's not a new website. I just I just redid my website. And my wife, she said it looks very professional, which is nice of her to say because it is, by every definition, not professional. Because I did it. I did it myself. I did it all by myself. I know a little bit about that shit. Tiny bit. You know, I don't know how to code or any of that fucking shit. But I, uh, you know, the WordPresses and the... The, the, you know, the, what are the other ones? The uh, square spaces and these things. They make it a bit easier these days. So you can design your own thing. So I, I put I put it together. I put my podcast up there. Hopefully, I didn't ruin it. For all I know, you won't hear this podcast or any of my podcasts, and I've erased them all. I don't exactly. It's an amateurish attempt. But it looks good. I put up uh, my new pictures, you know, my new headshots and all that fucking jazz when I hired the publicist and paid her a billion dollars and uh, got some, at least I have some photos, right? I put those up. So go to the website. Leave a comment. Tell me what you think. The email will probably get to me. I tested it as far as I know. it. Uh, and when I, I send myself a test email, I always say the same thing. I write in the subject line, test, and then in the body of the email, I write Ickles. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Test testicles i know oh my god oh this is why you guys are listening to this podcast sure it doesn't have a hook doesn't have an angle but huh testicles that's that's pretty good so in summation watch crashing with pete holmes don't watch this is us get out there meet your neighbors Increase your lifespan. Cherish the things you do have. Don't worry too much about the things you don't have or that you might not get. And always, 
Guys, always say please when you want something. That's it for tonight. Enjoy the Oscars. Well, actually, I guess the Oscars will be done by the time. I hope you enjoyed the Oscars. I said shut up. Good night.